It's really important nowadays that everyone has a voice and everyone will be listened to. And what has really surprised me has been the response that I've had from that. Welcome to the Sanofi Reframe podcast. We're kicking off with a series we're calling Boundless. In it, we've asked a member of our Aspiring Leaders graduate program to sit down with one of our senior leaders to discuss key issues that they don't really teach you on the job. In today's episode, Yvonne Wick will be discussing with Nicole Farmer, our general manager for our specialty care business in the UK and Ireland, what it really takes to be a good leader. Do you think there's just like a generally more pressure to be perfect in the workplace nowadays? And what effect do you think that has, Ma? I think with the presence of social media, and and I think and you mentioned it, I know when we talked before about people have this sort of what they post. I was going to say on Facebook, but my son tells me Facebook's for old people. Um, so I think, but whatever social media channel, it's almost like you you post the very best of yourself. Um, and I think that absolutely leads to unrealistic expectations and I think is is less than helpful because to me, the only people who claim they're perfect or never make mistakes are the ones who aren't really challenging themselves. And it takes courage to to try something different, try something you haven't done before. But that's the cool stuff. That's how you grow, how you develop. And that's what we absolutely need to encourage in everybody. Yeah, people to speak up more and talk about when things have gone wrong. So we're not comparing what looks like a perfect picture Mm. to what we feel ourselves with and everyone knows they struggle inside with certain situations over time mm. yes they were talking about how you need to you know use a loud voice to kind of show that you're not perfect um do you think that's kind of become a really important way for you to lead in in terms of kind of connecting people with with you so they want to follow you as a leader yes I think it is really important. And actually, recently, I put a post, um, well, on our intranet site, but also on LinkedIn about an experience I had 30 odd years ago when I first joined the industry, had a company medical and was sexually assaulted. And But the reason I posted it wasn't, oh, look, that was awful. But it was about, it's really important nowadays that everyone has a voice and everyone will be listened to. And what has really surprised me has been the response that I've had from that. And I think people do tend to, I don't know, they they see the job title um, and they think that everything's been great. But coming back to my school days, I was never, ever a high achiever. Um, And I think I just keep plugging away. But lots of things have happened in in my life. You know, I divorced, my husband was abusive, he went to prison, I brought my son up by myself, my brother's bipolar. Those are the things that I think we don't tend to talk about as often. It's almost like there's a stigma attached to them. And I think the only way to overcome that is by talking about it and recognising. So a single parent bringing up a child with a full-time job is really hard. And I think because we don't tend to say, actually, it's really hard work, we have this, oh, women can have everything now. But actually then for someone who's struggling with that, they can feel really isolated. So I think it's important to say it's hard. It can be done. It's really hard and know that you're not alone. So I think having that voice, talking about all the challenges that we've faced and what 
everyone's different, but I think there are things that help people overcome those challenges. Yeah. And and talking about your vulnerabilities is a way to actually connect with people as well. It's all about kind of putting your hand up and saying, I'm human and I am struggling, but it doesn't mean that I can't do my job and I can't be successful and you're proof of that. Yeah. I think it's really important that you can share that with people so that they can be inspired by it as well. Yeah. And I think also to know life's not easy. Yeah. No one said it's easy. You know, we, we all make choices, we make compromises and... There will always be people who will want to judge for whatever reason. Um, My my son went to boarding school when he was 13. I've had some work colleagues, not in Sanofi, but in a previous company, who said, we heard British people send their children away, but we've never actually believed anyone would do that. So, you know, there's a lot of judgment. So I think that's why it's really important that we all have a support network around us and you have to live your life. You're not living it for other people. You're living it for you and those people really close to you. Absolutely. Um, so it's an ability to, it's almost like, yeah, I hear you. You can have an opinion, but I'm not actually going to take that much notice of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's really kind of about bringing your whole self yeah. to work. And with that, you know, I think everyone's experienced over the past year being able to be more open, talking about what mental health struggles that they're having. And the way that people talk about that has changed a lot. I know I've not been in the workplace for as long as you have, but I think it sounds like it has changed a lot. Um, Would you mind telling us a bit about your experience going through that and how things have changed and how you want them to move forward? Yeah, so you're absolutely right. I think attitudes, awareness and openness around mental well-being have changed And I think it's about being able to recognise we all have ups and downs in life. That is just life. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is is what it is. So I think we need to strike a balance between being there to support our people and individuals with whatever's going on. But also when we think about the purpose of our organisation, it is around enhancing patient lives. So I don't want to come across too harsh But it's around, yes, we need to support people's mental well-being and understand they have challenges. But at some point, we still have a really important role to play in our patient lives. And it's finding the balance between the organization's interests and the individual's interests. And Mm -hmm. that can only be achieved by having very close communication. And I think the theme running through all of this for me is we just need to really talk. We need to be very honest. And as well as talking, we need to really listen to what people are are saying. So when someone's saying, I can't cope, we don't just say, oh, oh, well, switch off now and start again tomorrow. We actually dig into it and we find out when they say they can't cope, what is it? What is it that's getting them down? Because often I think we try to do too much and we could do, we would do better to prioritise and do a fewer things, not aim for perfection. It's a waste of time. I think focusing more on, is it good enough for what I need, is a much better approach than working on something for however many hours and trying to get it to be perfect. Because I think perfect is absolutely the enemy of the good. Yeah. And gets in people's ways. Stop people moving forward. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Well, I've never been perfect. So for me, it's kind of like, and so I find this thing about, I'm so worried about failing. It's like, have you never failed in your life? It's like, oh my goodness, that's my, that's my daily bread. Setting myself challenges that, I don't know, 30, 40% of the time I don't actually achieve. 
But then when I do achieve them, it's like, oh, so what's next then? What can I challenge myself? Because I personally, I thrive on that challenge and that having to really think about things and how do you, I mean, dogs in the workplace is a great example and it's not yeah. particularly business related, but but the challenge was it went against the corporate norm mm-hmm. and it was very easy for people to, to think of reasons why it wouldn't work. Um, and how did we bring the organisation and the country council with us to get to the point that we're at now where I've got Rosie at my feet and, and we have dogs in the workplace? Yeah. Um, so it's almost, it doesn't matter what the challenge is, it's just... Yeah. Take it on and accept that you're not going to get it. You're not going to get what you want necessarily all the time. Yeah. If you don't try, you'll never know. No. I want to talk to you a bit about leadership qualities as well. We touched on it a bit yesterday. So I know you said in the country council, you've all got very different personalities. And I think, you know, initially when you think of a leader, and I know I did when I came into Sanofi initially, I thought you've got to be really direct, quite aggressive. But that's really old school leadership, which I'm seeing now. And like you said, there's different qualities in all of country council and you all work together But and you're all fantastic leaders. So I just wanted to know firstly, kind of, you know, what do you think is the base kind of qualities that you need for leadership? Because there is a base amongst all of you that that works. And then, you know, if you do have maybe more introverted personality type, what do you value in that as well? Mm. I mean, that's a very... That's probably a whole podcast in okay, itself, yeah. <laughs> but I will. I can touch on it. So I do think it's interesting you saying you had a view when, and then when you came in, you saw actually the senior leaders are something quite different. And yeah. I am so excited now for anyone joining our industry because I think, and particularly Sanofi, where our cultural change is just amazing. I, mm. If anyone has said to me, oh, 30 odd years after your career, you'll still be as excited I probably would have laughed, but mm-hmm. I, I think now, wow, it's so cool because when I joined in the late 80s and the 90s, you're right, that model of a leader was very extrovert, um, a bit intimidating, quite hierarchical and, yeah, not someone that you'd probably think I'd quite like to go for a beer with, if I'm mm-hmm. honest. And then what I've seen within Sanofi and I think within other organisations um, over the last few years is a definite change. And the those individuals who would ask questions in meetings, not because they actually wanted to know the answer, but it was more a point scoring exercise. I think we've all mm. been there and seen, seen them. They're actually leaving and they're being replaced with people. And this brings me to country council. I think the people that we have, and when I talk about the fact that as country council, we have some very consistent underlying values, mm-hmm. I think the first one is about a genuine level of care, yeah. care for our people and care for our patients that we serve. I think that caring, I think, is probably the most important value now, but it does need to be combined with an awareness that our business is about reaching more patients so they can live better lives. So it's how do you balance the two? And one of the really interesting conversations I had when I was coming into this role, I had feedback um, from the head of Sanofi Genzyme Global and the previous GM of the UK. They both said, you know, Nicole, you're so performance driven. Some people find you a bit cold I was really upset because I just thought, 
well, I don't, I don't think I'm cold. But actually, when I thought about it, I realised that I think all that time in the 90s really conditioned me to, I am goal-orientated, I am competitive. Yeah. But I, I lent into those strengths and the caring side of me, you know, the side of me that does voluntary work and paint stones just to make people smile, I didn't bring to work. Yeah. And actually what I was hearing is actually we need to see that now so people understand that there's a balance between the yeah. goals and the care. Yeah. And people, does, does that answer your question? Yeah, I think so. I think it, people are really driven by that because I know that I joined pharma because of the patient at the end of it. And I think most people are, are the same, are driven by the same thing. Mm. And to see a leader with some compassion as well as, you know, hitting the goals is important, but you're doing it with that end goal at the end that you're reaching the patient. And I find that motivating to see in a leader. And I think that I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that as well. So mm. it's it's nice to kind of see there's a mixture of the two. There's in business, I'm sure you know, there's going to be times where you've got to be direct mm. and you need to get things done but you're showing that other side of yourself as well, which I think a lot of people will resonate with mm. and will motivate them to come to work every day and do their best work. Yeah. And, I, and I've certainly learned that how you, how you give feedback is so important. I'm, mm. I think one of the sad conversations that really sticks in my mind was an individual saying to me, you know, I really value your feedback, but I have to sort of steal myself to come in and ask for it. And I thought that's actually really not good mm. and and she said afterwards she said she found it was valuable but it was quite a bruising process to go through so and for me the gift of feedback is so valuable because I went away and thought right I don't I don't want to be that person I don't mm. want to shy away from difficult conversations but I want to deliver them in a kinder way and I don't think being kind is avoiding someone's maybe they're not performing in line with expectations it's not kind to avoid it mm -hmm. But it's how do you how do you have that conversation in a kind and supportive but challenging way? Yeah, that's really tough it, to yeah. take. It, it's really hard taking on feedback and not taking it personally. I think that's something that everyone has to learn. I, I know the first bit of feedback I got when I started in the graduate program was not even bad, but I struggled. It was delivered in a very nice way as well. But just taking on feedback to me felt like. I'd just done something really wrong and actually it's not that at all it's there to help you and you improve from there if you don't have the feedback you're never gonna it's not the kind thing to do like you said because you're you're never going to be able to improve no and the I think the easiest thing in the world for a manager is not to give feedback mm. it's a very easy way out the fact that someone takes the time to think about what's that one gift. So you know, for me, hearing some people found me cold-hearted, mm. that didn't land. I was I was quite upset, but yeah. my goodness, it's been so valuable to me. And yeah. I know it was given with the very best of intention. Yeah. And now yeah. I, I see the opposite of that. Now, I wouldn't call you cold-hearted at all. <laughs> I see what you're doing and you're pioneering things like having the dogs at work and painting the rocks and things like that. You know, you're way more approachable as a leader and I think that's something that's really important for younger people coming in as well to feel like they can talk to leaders and you're not these big scary people in charge mm. so yeah I don't see that at all <laughs> and it, I think it's it's almost everything you do so when I was coming back to the UK for this role Andy my partner said oh 
well, you have to get a different car now. I said, why? He said, well, you know, general manager driving around in a Mini. It's like, I love my Mini. I, I don't really feel that I need to change my car to reflect a certain image. But he's ex-military, so he's so used to things going with, there's your rank, and then you get all these other things alongside it, and it's very visible. Mm. And I, I'm really hoping we're moving beyond that, and our leaders yeah. are a lot more open about who they are as people. And you'll, you'll definitely have more in common with some than others. But because we've got that consistent value base underlying us as a team, we, I think we're going to really do some great things with Sanofi. Before we go, mm -hmm. uh, can I ask you something? Absolutely. So one of the things I've really got into recently is having reverse mentors. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning so much from them. So I don't want you to go without me also picking your brains as to what what's the piece of advice you could give me, um, especially as part of Country Council, because I share it with them as well, yeah. um, to enable us to be better at what we're doing. Yeah. There's one thing that I do see starting to happen already, which is, again, kind of that open line of communication. Hierarchy, I think, is a thing of the past. Mm. And I think making sure that everyone that's entering the organization feels like they understand what's going on at the level that you're at as well is really important because it's how we learn and you know one day we're aspiring leaders so the idea is that we hopefully at some point will end up in a similar position to where you're at and so I think that's unbelievably valuable is to really just feel comfortable and to you know foster that environment so we do feel comfortable mm -hmm. to, to approach leaders um across the entire business at different levels as well um and then i think just the level of transparency i think as well in terms of things that you can get involved in as well um so i think i know sometimes i'm not aware of stuff that's going on that i might have wanted to be involved in um i think just kind of speaking loud and clear and making sure everyone knows whatever it may be is happening um so that we can get on board and kind of offer that perspective mm. as someone that's just joined the company as well um but I do again I do see these things happening like with you know the the Genzyme OC meetings with grads coming into that you know I think that that's really really positive but I think just continuing it because we are getting rid of hierarchy and I see that because I you know we're having this conversation today but I think there's still a stigma around it so whatever you can do to just continue breaking those barriers I think is important brilliant thank you very much okay <laughs>